Welcome to Let's Talk Vegas podcast with Marie and Perfecto, where amazing things happen with normality of living in Las Vegas, Nevada. This podcast is based on normality while living in Las Vegas as a Latina single mother and activist and a co-host Latina father and sole provider, super dad of his family. Discussions of family talk, politics, immigration, and work life, financial talk, and reaching to all audiences with a dash of Latino comedy. Hey everybody, it's Perfecto Maria back again. Hi guys. So we're here today with my mom. Say hello, Miss Elvira. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to be talking to her and just kind of this whole episode, just kind of discussing immigration. And I thought it would be a good idea in discussing immigration to bring somebody in that actually made the journey from uh, Mexico to the United States and in, went in a positive a, way, of course. Well, yay! Uh, n- not the Hopefully. whole time. But. Okay, <laughs> this is exciting because we're actually this is our first host that we're hosting, and I'm super excited because the subject's about immigration. So, figured it was something to get mm-hmm. away from everything that's been in the news lately. Um, but I'm sure this is going to be a big topic uh, once it gets closer to the elections. Definitely, uh, it's, it always comes up. Boo, Papa Trump. <laughs> it always it always comes up and uh nobody ever comes up with you know they just talk and nobody ever really has any solutions um but this isn't really about that this is more about just my my mom's story Elvira's story of her journey from being an immigrant to where she's at now yep. and so with that let's let her introduce herself go ahead say your name Ay, Dios mío. Ay, okay, so we're going to talk a little bit Spanish. So I'll, don't worry, I'll translate for you guys. And I'm a little pocha, so I'm going to speak Spanglish pocha, and Perfecto's going to help us, and uh, Elvira. I'll bring it all together for you guys. Va a hablar mejor inglés que español. No, it's <laughs> English. Okay, okay. So, so, mm-hmm. so maybe this. So she doesn't really know what to do when we ask her to hey, introduce yourself. So maybe I'll make it easy on her. So, mom, what year did you come to the United States for the first time? How old were you? Oh. And oh. what year did you come? Yes. An eighty-three. Eighty-three. Uh huh. Okay, nineteen eighty-three. Nineteen eighty-three. That's uh, two years before I was born. Sí. Okay. And how old were you? Ay, ¿cuántos tenía? ¿20 qué? ¿23? Ay, joven. How old? Very young. Tenía 23 años. Very young. How old? 23 years old. Yes. See? <laughs> I'm so she's, she's trying to dip us and speak Spanish. <laughs> so, with the, so she was, you know, a young 23-year-old uh, single mother at the time. She had two kids uh, when she f- first made the journey out here. Uh, so how did you do that? What made you decide to come to the United States in the first place? Te lo digo en español. No, no, no. Puedes decirme en inglés. Ah, ¿Puedes decirme en inglés? Yes. Oh. Why did you come to the United States of America? Because I need a better life. Okay. Because in Mexico is too bad. In the 80s. Not so good. she likes to... They, no, so like... Like when we are working, was working, 
No money. Oh, man. So they, it's like twenty dollars a, a week. Yeah. Or a so, month. Yeah, I think so because it was. Yeah, a month. Oh, wow. <laughs> so she she if most of you know with uh, uh, Mexican parents they like to brag about how poor they were. So <laughs> this is a factual. <laughs> no tenía dinero. She didn't have yeah, money. So you know just. You know, just looking for for opportunity and, and just a better life for her and for her kids. Um, and so you're here. What month? Do you remember what month? Did you get here in 1983? August. August. Uh-huh. August. Okay, August. So so she gets here in August. And where did you first go to in Cal- California? Right. California. Where? In California. Santa Ana, California. Santa Ana, California. Orange County. Orange County. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maria was already there. Yeah, Southern Cal. Anything Southern Cal, I'm good. So what did you think when you first got here? Like oh. about the city, about America, about the people? Like I, what was your first thoughts? I think it's another world. Oh. Very different, different because Mexico, it was nasty. <laughs> oh, poor Mexico. It's a, it's a dump. Oh, poor, poor Mexico in the 80s. It is. Oh. Todavía. <laughs> okay. oh, it's still a dump. So she agrees with Trump. It's a dump. I don't like Mexico. Shithole country. Pobrecito <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mexico. I love so you, Mexico. I love you, but no much. Yeah. I don't want to all live there. No. Never. Better life. So. Uh-huh. So August, you get here and immediately notice, you know, it's it's cleaner, it's nicer. Oh yes. <laughs> Always when I saw the street and go to the stores, and I go, oops! When I went to the Los Angeles, you know, mm-hmm. and the Los Callejones in the alley. She's talking about my hometown, the alley shopping galore. I was buy my dresses for two dollars. Yes. Oh my God! And I make an hour like three twenty-five. That was a lot. It was money. really, yeah. really good for me because I make it a week like a hundred and twenty-seven dollars. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you know, with twenty dollars, I buy a lot of clothes yeah. for me, and it's never in Mexico. And that's the way it is right now in in LA in Los Callejones still. It's still, still yeah. but not really good like like before. before. No, like it used to no. be. So, Michael. So, how did you get from Mexico to Santa Ana? How? How? Yes. Oof. The it first. Was, it was <laughs> how. Jump. I jump. Jump. <laughs> jump. <laughs> this is factual. So, this is real. So, so how? Mira. I came to Tijuana. Uh-huh. I went with somebody. So from Jalisco to Tijuana, what did you do to get and remember, from Jalisco Tijuana to Tijuana? Tijuana is TJ for those I that don't understand. I took the bus. Okay. Uh, ¿Cómo se llamaba? Tres estrellas de oro. Tres estrellas de oro. Three stars. Oh, oh, oh. Three, that's, that's my dad chiming in. Yeah, we're interviewing him too somewhere. And I came for uh, Guadalajara uh-huh. to Tijuana. Okay, how long was the bus ride? Oh my God, like three days. Three days. Three days. Three days. Three days. Wow. And how much did it cost? Do you remember? Uh, wow. And it was expensive, but I forgot it. I forgot exactly, but I, ah, like 200, 300 pesos. And that was expensive too. It is. It was expensive. So two, 300 pesos now 
if you it's probably what 20 bucks no 15 bucks right now it's right, right now, now back then you know the dollar was a lot it was like 12, 12 pesos 12 so so yeah so so 20 bucks yeah. So it was 20 bucks. Oh, okay. for three days. <laughs> it was expensive for me. Yeah, for three days. So for three, wow, three days though? Three days. And so it would just stop every few hours? Only for take something to eat and drink and that's it. And keep oh, going. Yeah, yeah. The roads were that bad that it mm -hmm. took three days was... to travel. That's about a thousand miles they got to travel. Jeez. ¿Cómo se dice carretera? The yes. highway. It was, the highway. Uh, it was, it was bumpy. Yes. And dirt. <laughs> And rocky. <laughs> yes. So okay, so you get to go more than So so you get to so you get to Tijuana, uh -huh. right? And then from there, what's the next step? Somebody wait for me over there. Over where? And um they're waiting for you in Tijuana. Yes. Okay. Somebody for Tijuana take me because the coyote. He was in Los Angeles, but uh, somebody went for them in Tijuana. Okay. The coyote. And uh -huh. if you guys don't know what a coyote is, it's someone who crosses you over to get to the United States and, of course, not legal. But that's what a coyote is. Yeah. El, coyote. ¿Cómo se dice mm -hmm. la terminal en la The terminal. Sí. Yeah. Somebody picked me over there, and I went to the his then house. Mm -hmm. When the coyote going to Tijuana, got picked me over there. Okay, and I so go. so you so the coyote has somebody set up to take you to their house in mm -hmm. TJ mm -hmm. in San Isidro. No, outside in Tijuana. Oh, okay. And so then San from, Isidro is the city next to yeah. Tijuana. Yes, and but I this this size in San Isidro. So okay. so then the 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 coyote is out of LA. The, uh -huh. the coyote then goes down to TJ to pick you up. Yeah. And then what happens? And they go take me and many, many people. So uh -huh. like, wow. like 20, 30 people. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh -huh. And they go to the the hotel, the small uh -huh. hotel. Nasty hotel. Yeah. <laughs> she said nasty. <laughs> like for half night only. Okay. okay. I went to sleep in a little bit because we had to cross like two or three in the morning. Oh, okay. wow. So you're and, tired. Uh, when I come to the board, oh, my God. Everybody take a one plastic bag for the trash. Yeah. And I say, I don't know why I needed this bag. I think I go inside the bag or something like that. But, no, when I go and everybody take the clothes, oh. everybody take your clothes out. And get you new know clothes? What I, you, no, no, nothing, nothing. Oh. uh uh <laughs> naked we, in the truck naked no we oh. walk naked oh my god so no one could see you guys no, no. we had to go in the in the river oh that's what and i'm saying yeah so they naked in the river so yeah. the immigration officers don't no see. no so they don't wet no. their clothes oh, yeah. I see. oh we had to put the clothes at the back and you cross pura again. Yeah. That was your first time skinny dipping. Yeah. When we <laughs> cross, when we cross there, with oh, I can put my clothes. Oh <laughs> I didn't know that they did that. It's yeah. bad, huh? Oh my god. Yeah. So it was so how the deep water, was the water? Was to your neck? Yeah. Yeah, that's not that deep though. It's only like no. four feet to your neck. Yeah. <laughs> I was more tall. Oh, you, know? you were taller oh, than <laughs> So, oh, so it's right here. Oh yeah. And I cross. Oh my god. 
and everybody is the same. Somebody has gigs. Yeah. It's got on me myself, but... They probably had a rope to hold on, huh? No. You just walk by yourself. Oh, man. Just crossing the river. I would just... If I was a good guy, I would have a rope for my people. Get a union for the coyote. Yes, a union for the coyote. Safety loss. When I... But it was easy. Just cross there, the river, and I was here. And you're already on the U.S. side. Yeah, and you felt freedom. San Isidro. Libertad. Yeah. So, when I was there, somebody <laughs> waited for us over there. And uh -huh. they took to Los Angeles. Pick you up in a car, and mm -hmm. then they just take you to L.A. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Easy. Mm -hmm. So how long was the actual crossing from leaving the hotel to getting to the like car? Like three, three. Oh, how like long? hour. An hour. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that easy back in the it 80s. <laughs> so. and, then, and then when you went to Santa Ana, did you have family there? No. You did it all by yourself? I went to, uh, I don't want to see him here. I'll answer. So, so <laughs> see, I told you I want to be free. Okay. Okay. We, so, we, so my mom is kicking my dad out right now so she can talk freely. Yes. Because, <laughs> because uh, she's got some history probably that she don't want to share. Because I... I came right here, no family. Wow. No family. By yourself. What, no kids. My pretty Tony uncle, mm. they pay for, he paid for me. Okay, so one of my yeah. older brothers. But uh, he not live there. I, he, I supposed to went in his house oh. to watch the kids for his sister. Oh. But I watched him too. <laughs> oh, she was a big baby. So perfecto was dad was basically a big baby. So she was she was hired to, to watch babysit, and my dad happened to live in that uh, house where she was going to babysit kids for one of my aunts. So yeah. mi tía Floro. No, gringa. Gringa, okay. Wow. Yeah. ¿Ya Yo tuve que cuidar a tu papá también, ya. Pues. Wow. So she was, she was babysitting one of my... Uh, uh, you know, aunts, um, my sister of my dad, her kids, and my dad happened to live at the same house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so then you get here, and then obviously you meet my dad and all that. Um, and uh, then you go back to Mexico, you said. You went back to Mexico for a little while. Yeah. After, like, a more than a year. Mm -hmm. because did you get paper? Did you have papers? No. You went. So no. you decided to just <laughs> uh -uh. go? And yeah. do it again. Because he wasn't there <laughs> mean with me. Oh, so, uh, uh, forget it. Mr. I don't want Torres. This, oh. I don't want this life. Yeah. I got to go back in Mexico. Yeah. So they so they broke I was, up. <laughs> I was pregnant. She was pregnant with, with me. Four months. And I said, forget it. I'm leaving. Yeah. So I was that no close more. to being a paisa. Oh. Yes, yes. Puro <laughs> nopal and the forehead. Yeah. Yeah. Four more months, it's paisa. <laughs> Muy perfecto. And, and I, when I went over there, I say, what the heck? What am I doing here? I don't want to be here anymore. Oh. I'm coming back. How long did it take? How long did you think about it? Okay. Like a month. 
<laughs> and, you were, and you were pregnant, how many months pregnant? Four. Four months perfect. Yeah. Oh, wow. When I come back, I was five. Oh, jeez. I said, no. That was no, cutting no, it no, close. <laughs> that was cutting it close. <laughs> you could have been a Mexican but citizen. But anyway, yeah. you are citizen anyway if I come back because I have pretty Tony. They are citizens. Well, yeah, my two older brothers, they were born in Mexico, but they were able yeah. to get their citizenship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it would have just been a process, but... Uh, Obviously, we, we hear about that right now with, you know, a lot of kids right. in those same situations that aren't able to get their citizenship and aren't able to establish themselves here in this country and through no fault of their own, just like my my two older brothers. And uh, actually, one of them, you know, he's uh, they both, you know, they're doing good for themselves. And one of them, he's actually a veteran and served in Iraq right. and, you know, that works for the VA and all that. So, um you know, although he isn't a, a U.S. citizen, you know, he's he's fought for this country and, you know, he's uh, been on the battlefield and he received some medals and all that. So and that's a good representation. So, 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 okay, so, so then go back to me almost being Mexican. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she goes back, obviously, and you, you don't like it. It's ugly again. You're like, oh, it's you're like, oh my goodness. I, I, I think the same. Still. <laughs> yeah, it's still like a shithole, huh? Still. So bad. I don't like it. I wanna... What part of Mexico, again, I don't I don't think we mentioned it. What oh, part no. of Mexico? Jalisco. Oh, Jalisco. Ay, <laughs> I love Jalisco. Okay, That's where my I family's from. Some, some parts in Jalisco. What, what's the pueblo but called there? Anyway, Jalisco? I don't like living there. What part of Jalisco? Um... That's behind Guadalajara, like at three hours. What like, is it called? Uh, Casimiro Castillo. Okay. Jalisco. Jalisco. Yep. So, La Resolana. So La we Resolana. might be family because my family came from Jalisco. De, de qué parte? And, and, and it's, uh, it's no longer exist, exists because they made a wash, but it's called um, uh, Temaculipen, and it's short for Temaca. My grandma has a passport. I have the passport, I think, at home. Um, but it's a long word and it's now they, they made a wash for the water and they sold the city. And my dad about five years ago went to collect the money. It was 5,000 for the property, but Jalisco is a big state yeah, in big Mexico. State. It is. It is it probably is. one of the, I'm thinking the biggest besides Zacatecas maybe? No, or no, what do you think? Sinaloa is big. Um, Sonora, 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 and that's where my dad's from. My dad's from Sonora. It's it's a big state. There's a lot of people, you know. Obviously, one of the big Guadalajara is one of the major cities there. Yeah, Um, Guadalajara airports there. So, but everything is beautiful in Mexico, but only for vacation. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) No, only there. Oh, oh, yeah. So, so then, how? So, how do you get back the second time? Yeah. Ah, the second time it was the hard. Ay, uh, sí, porque los coyotes que me traían eran muy malos. So basically she said the coyotes were bad to her, even knowing mm-hmm. she was pregnant. Ajá. You know? He oh. was the coyote. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Perfecto's dad was a coyote. That was scary. Then both of them would have gotten in trouble. Oh goodness. It would have really been a bison. <laughs> Oh my god. So so oh so this is see this is all new to me. Like I don't I don't know this. I don't know this. I tried like, like six, seven times. 
Hey, my dad was a terrible they coyote. Took it all the time. Uh -huh. The coyote smell was good <laughs> because the first time and one hour it was inside, yeah. but next time, oh my, oh it was my easy. God. But the coyote wasn't. And meanwhile, meanwhile, Perfecto's dad's working in Santa Ana, making money to pay for the coyotes. And it never worked out. He said, screw it. Lo voy a hacer solo. He said, he's going to do it himself. And he picked him up. Oh my they God. got smart. It was very hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, no, una, dos veces. ¿Sí? En la misma noche pasamos. Dijo wow. que varias veces. No, perfecto. They're trying to figure out how they made it. <laughs> right. <laughs> how many times they had to do it to repeat themselves. So, so they said they. So, so they said they got. So, what do you say? It is basically that they got. Try to get through the first time, didn't get through. So then back then they just what? They just let you go back? Yeah. What yeah. The, the immigration, what they do? All it takes and put out and that's it. They close the door and again and we have to go around. <laughs> you go right. back around. Yes. <laughs> so they, they want to go take a break. Uh -huh. Yeah. It was easy in the 80s. It was really, really easy. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Not like now. No, no, no. They'll put you in a federal forget. prison for a little bit. Yeah. So, so, so then they made it through. So, so then they made it through on the second time. They're saying on the same night. So they, you know, they didn't even. So they get caught, and it's not like it is now where they'll put you in detention and they put you in the uh, those cages. You know, yep. with the holding cells. The holding for cells for who knows how long. Mm -hmm. uh, they just immigration really literally just put you out and put you on the other side of the border yep. and get out of here. Get out. But, <laughs> but now and they come right back around. But now I think we go around and that's it. With ICE regulations, I think they've really made it so tough yeah, nowadays with 9-11 yeah. happening. But back in the 80s, wow. So so rest assured, the uh, uh, immigration uh, security has really gotten beefed up. Yep. And my father came with me. My grandpa. And grandpa tagged along. Oh, so that time my, my two older brothers are coming. So, sí. so, so my grandpa's helping. And he's shoot back then. He was he was what he was what like fifty something? Sixty? So they're discussing age, of course, right now. Yeah. So so yeah, my grandpa, because he just passed away and he was ninety-three. He passed away this so this is that's a long time. So that was uh, he was in his fifties. So so he was, uh, but he was man. He was because even in his eighties, he was still going yeah. uh, farming and everything like that. So I can imagine in his fifties how you know it was the Jalisco blood, yay! Yeah. <laughs> so 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 my grandpa helps him. Uh, my two older brothers come across, and so the, now I have. Uh, so they're all wetbacks. <laughs> Uh -huh. So so six and four years old. So imagine you know having to cross being with, pregnant with two kids, a four and a six year old yeah, kid, and doing it repetitively. On so the that's same like day. well, that's like me with my kids now. Like I man, I couldn't imagine having scary. to scary do that with my kids now. Like mm -hmm. throw them on my back or something, you know? <laughs> Literally, no. Uh, that's crazy. Scary. So so then you know that you you're here now, and then obviously this time you stayed. Right? 
And I say, never. Oh, say, I was thinking, I never, never in my life go to Mexico. <laughs> never. <laughs> I, but I, thanks God, I was lucky. <laughs> because next year they give you the visa. No, no the, the amnesty. Amnesty the for amnesty. the Catholic Church. Exactly. If you guys don't know about the 80s, they were giving out a lot of uh, immigrants that came from all over, especially Mexico, uh, the amnesty card. And that that's supported their work environment and they, then they the path, were able the path to, to the path to citizenship. Mm -hmm. four, uh, four years, no papers, but after four years, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I say, so, I go back in Mexico, visit it. To visit. That's it. <laughs> Vacation. So so what year did that that happen, the amnesty thing? In 86. 86. So uh -huh. I was, I was uh, a year old at that time. So when, when my mm -hmm. mom was finally able to have, I guess, be legal, be legal. finally, yeah, you know, and not have to worry about uh, being deported or what have you and being able to work. So when you first got here, how did you get work if you didn't know nobody? If what kind of work did you do? I so they would make floral arrangements for special occasions for Christmas. So it was, a, it was a big factory that made floral arrangements. So that was the first job. Algo tan maravilloso que jamás me lo hubiera imaginado en la vida ahí. El vidrio, yo no sabía que el vidrio se podía calentar y se podía hacer con oh, glass. Oh, blown glass. Hacía so started... flores de vidrio. Oh, wow. so they would make blown glass flowers. La ponía flowers. a calentar y con algo íbamos haciendo unas flores. Y las flores en nuestro... Ay, tan bonito. So, wow. okay, so she would make, she would work with blown glass. Me encanta. So, and, and so how did you get that job if you had no papers? No, pedía, nomás que iba allá al... Comprabe, compré mi segurito y compré mi niquita y ya. Okay, so she's talking about how you used to have to do it. Yeah, uh, back you would, in the day you would, <coughs> you would go to the swami, swami really. Or in the parking lot no, at a Mexican no, store. No, 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 you don't need to go to the swami this time. And then it's Mexican store. They yeah, have oh, it. So, parking lot. so you yeah. go to the Mexican store, <laughs> anywhere, <laughs> any Mexican store. <laughs> and El Rancho, ¿no? <coughs> so, so, so they would go to any Mexican store, like I said, and Somebody they would be posted outside by the cars, yeah. asking. And they would, they would literally know, like, okay, that guy's just standing there because he, uh -huh. he's selling. Um, she said, Mika, Mika, and what else? Social and security. security. And so, so you could buy your social security. Yep. <laughs> and you could buy. La mica que era, nomás la... La green card? So, green card, oh, the, the, your green card. So, so you can card? buy your fake social and your fake green card. And they looked original, because <laughs> so, I've seen them. Well, back then, they, back were, the they, were, they were just printed. They were yeah, garbage. They were, they were garbage back like then. But I was working. It was good. So, so they would, you know, with that, they would go fill out the application, and the employer, I'm sure they knew it was fake, but they didn't care. Uh, they just wanted to have somebody to work. Because when you make copies back in the day, I remember because I grew up in that era where you would make a copy of the Social Security and it wouldn't match. It would be blurry and stuff. It, but it we still it. accepted it and we knew. But that the fact that they were such good workers. Yeah. Um, when I was growing up, I remember that. Um, <laughs> so she got her, you know, she was able to get and that's pretty much what every 
undocumented person did back then. And for a long time, um, even until like the early 2000s, mm -hmm. that was still going on. Uh, not so much anymore because of just, you know, the technology and just the cards themselves are, are so much um there's so much, so many things to it, like the holograms, all kinds yep. of stuff. So and it's really hard. And then 9-11, when it Yeah, 9-11, that just kind of ended all everything. that. So, mm -hmm. so they were, you know, back then you were able to easily just go get whatever documents you needed. Uh, if those were rejected for whatever reason, you would just go right back and buy another one another for another one. five bucks. That's working. Go, but now it's just fancy. No, now how much? Like 150 <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Oh, it's 150 bucks now. Watch out now. To buy a social. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and that's kind of um, one of the uh, misconceptions, I think, with while she was undocumented during those first initial years, those first four years or so, um, there's the misconception of immigrants that, you know, they weren't paying taxes, uh, you know, things like that. And that's just false because it, it's uh, true. So, you know, one thing is... Because you know, they do... I'm going to bring up a little bit of a current event. Governor Newsom gave the California people that didn't have papers money because uh, they didn't uh, supply them. Uh, Trump didn't give money to the immigrants in California or anywhere. So Governor Newsom provided them with money found by um, people that donated and found by people that want to give money. Because we have to realize that even with COVID and stuff going on, they have a mortgage, they have a car payment, they pay bills. So they're putting into the United States of America, they're making money go round. And yet, how are they supposed to survive? And they're working families, working people. So with that, so, I know Perfecta was saying misconception. Of yeah, so just like one of the biggest things is I always is just like, oh, you know, they don't pay taxes, and they just take on the, the welfare system and this and that. So and let me tell, let me say, a lot of people uh, that that I've come across, especially Latinos, they don't want Medicaid, they don't want welfare. Why? Because they want to become citizens, and then they think it's going to be a hardship if they find out that they were in the system. So Always. they know they Mexican immigrants know if you're any on any kind of uh, state or federal aid that you're pretty much shooting yourself in the foot and not going to be able to become a legal citizen. Because that is looked at and, you know, they don't want to risk that. So a lot they of They want to have a clean cut record to mm -hmm. know that they proved themselves to this United States of America and they were working. So so you were always paying taxes for those four years, mom? Yeah. Yeah. No, they give you money all the time. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> but she was paying taxes, but she got credits because, of, you know, the kids and us and all that. So she got credits. And like she said, she was making three dollars an hour. Three twenty-five, <laughs> California. Yeah. And once again, this episode is brought to you by Las Vegas Handyman, the handyman you can bet on. No job too small, residential and commercial services, and he also does uh, senior, veteran, and law enforcement has a 10% discount. Oh, and that's a deal right there. So if, if you want, if you need any work done to your home, any upgrades, any uh, work that needs to be done in general, uh, give Fernando a call at 702-416-4329. Again, that's 702-416-4329. The handyman you can bet on.
So we took a quick little break and we're back. Uh, just we left off talking about just taxes and the misconceptions of paying taxes. Uh, and also, you know, just talking about how most immigrants don't want to take any kind of exactly. uh, government aid because mm-hmm. it's going to hurt their chances of being able to become citizens. Um, but what my mom was just talking about is how, you know, she never got any aid or nothing like that. But she uh, she would go to the, the grocery store and she would always get hit up by the people selling their food right. stamps. Because <laughs> you get your, your money's worth by so, buying so it. So she'd get two for one. Mm-hmm. She'd get two for one on the food stamps. And then, so, you know, she'd double her money. And, and and buy us to all food. 12, yeah, to, to feed all her kids. Yeah, sick all six of us. So you know, she's feeding six kids with you know making twenty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Or not even at the time, but uh, no. Well, that was yeah, that was that was later on. But you know, it's just uh, no. some of this stuff I'm barely finding out for the first time. And, and I, I'm I'm going with it because I know the culture, and I'm totally I'm kind of glad that we we were able to were able to interview Elvira Elvira sí, Elvira Elvira so, E L V I R A, and I have to say it because so. I love I love immigrants in general, but Latinos. I think I'm so proud of us because of someone like Elvira coming to the United States and just representing. And doing such a part to be a citizen. She's, you know, and, and, you know, now it's a lot harder to become a citizen than what, you know, she was lucky enough because a lot of her brothers that are here still aren't uh, citizens. And, you know, because they weren't here in 85 when 86, when they were giving out the amnesty. So uh, they, and right now, everybody, like right now, I heard a lot of people that are applying for citizenship. It's been on hold. Um, also prior to Trump being elected, I did work for an immigration to help people that were permanent residents become citizens of the United States to, to become, to vote, of course, to vote. We didn't tell them who to vote, but we asked them to please vote mm-hmm. and we assisted them with all the paperwork. And, uh, but you know, just the, how it's changed and that kind of goes back to, um, some of the rhetoric and some of the things that you hear is, is, you know, they should do it the right way, do it the legal way. And this and that is most of these people don't have that opportunity because, you know, they're coming, they're dirt poor. They don't have anything. They can't, you know, they, they want people here that know how to speak the language and things like that, which I understand. But at the same time is, you know, my mom's family, my dad's family, they all came here and, you know, in hopes of a better future yeah. and and now life yeah so now it's probably what i don't even know how many cousins i have um and you know the majority of them are all citizens they're all doing well you know we have you know well didn't you mention that that police officer yeah one yeah. one you know one of he's he served in the, in the marines and he's he's a police officer now and um you know i have family members that open up their own business they're doing you know they're everybody's just kind of everybody's American at this point is, is, is kind of what it is. It's, it's not really, you know, we all view ourselves as Mexican, but at the, at the end of the day is we we're, we're, we're American and with just, you know, we love our culture and we love being the fact that we can go to Mexico and experience kind of a little bit of our parents, uh, upbringing, but like my mom said, vacation only, vacation only. that's it. Vacation only. <laughs> so, and so, and everybody is just trying to make a better life for themselves, and that's the majority of immigrants. 
And um, because like I said, is, is people say do it the right way, but doing it the right way when, you know, your grandparents came, yeah. you know, back in the twenties, it was literally get on the boat, come from right. Ireland, come from Italy, wherever it is you're coming from, set foot and you're, yeah. and you're good to go. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to say, do it the right way, but to actually do it the right way is and, right and now it, it takes like what, 10 years yeah, maybe? It does. And I'll tell you, I, I, I'm i going to share a little story about my dad real quick. I know we're, we're hosting this for Agrita, but I wanted to throw this out. My dad came from Sonora, but he was a fisherman and he had a per, he had a permiso, which is a permission to a cross over for a few months. And then he met my mom, got married. And then back in the 80s, it was so easy to fix your paper if you were married to a United States citizen. Mm-hmm. My dad had it made mm-hmm. like seriously and now he's a dual citizenship working mm-hmm. class man retired now collecting from teasters union and also from social security and, that's, and, you know, and he's that's living a, in mexico now that's the life and it, that's the story of yeah. most immigrants especially like our parents age mm-hmm. you know is they they came for you know and they worked their butts off uh, to achieve what they've achieved and you know literally coming from nothing they you know they own homes they they got their cars and they got some money set aside and stuff like that and they're 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 living life, you know, they're yeah. doing good. Um, and her and for Elvira's family values was all about making it better for her children and to live better because she suffered a life in Jalisco where it was poor and nothing and she worked hard harder there than so than so kind of so to wrap this up a little bit to kind of end the the show here for today is just kind of tell us why do you love America? Why do you love oh, the United States? Because always I have food. Always I have my house. Uh-huh. I have whatever I want. I'm not rich, but I, I love my life. Uh, she, <laughs> she got a beautiful car. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have yeah. my car. In Mexico, I have my burro. <laughs> she had a donkey. A donkey. That's so cute. Oh my goodness. If you guys know Perfecto's personality, just imagine his mom and just an awesome woman. Um, very motivated. Um, those of you that do know here in Las Vegas, if if from work, you know her personality. When she brings food for us and, and uh provides for us food at work, the happy-go-lucky attitude she has. Um it's it's always a joy to see Elvira. So so with that, I think we're gonna say goodbye. Yep. So. And uh, you have anything to say, Elvira? Oh no, only I wanna say bye and hi and, and I see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now she speaks English. But anyways, I just wanna tell Elvira thank you You're for being welcome. our first host. And thank you to guest, oh, oh excuse me. Yes, our guest <laughs> because um, it's 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 awesome. Also, I'm gonna throw in a mentioner. Remember, if anyone mentions anything to you about those damn illegal immigrants, it's not like that. As you can tell, we had a nice guest, and we realized that it's not about that. So when you see somebody with DACA or Anybody thinking about those kids out there in the immigration ICE hold unit, please remember that there's always a reason why they came here. And yes, there's always a handful of bads and always a handful of good. But if someone ever mentions you to you, please just make sure 
that you understand the value of why immigrants come to the United States. And you just kind of brought to mind is, I just kind of think how different things would have been had she maybe waited uh, 10 more years, you know, because then it would have been 1993. Yeah. And at that point, she'd probably still be without a citizenship. She'd still probably be illegal. You know, just the timing, which, you know, it's, that shouldn't make a difference, you know, if, if somebody's here and, and they've been here as long as, you know, 10 plus mm-hmm. years or however long it's been and they're Do working. Yeah, there's people that have been here over 20 years, you know, still in the shadows. In the so, shadows. you know, so something needs to be done. But I just I don't want to focus so much on that. I just wanted to focus on just telling her story. Because it's the truth. And that because that's what the immigrant people immigrating here want that's what they want to do and it's her story and i just kind of wanted to put a face and put a voice to it so people can just aren't thinking whatever they see on the news or like this illegal immigrant did this or did that is this is your 99 percent of your immigrants you know is my mom right here and my dad so so with that, thank you so much. Elvira, thank you. Perfecto, thank you. So. And thank you. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Gracias. Ah. <laughs>